turn the other way. You're all right. You're fine. You're fine. Excuse me, Casey. Can I get any kind of medical update after that match? Surely got my neck. I'm sorry. I haven't fully evaluated her yet. From now on, this is a new NXT. Get used to it. Hello, welcome to another edition of the War Report. I'm your host, Marjani. Of course, I'm always joined by Cyrus. Uh, you're probably up all night while listening to the Drake uh, mixtape, uh, but we're not even going to... I only got, only got three hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to mess around. Uh, we're we're going to get right into it. There were two wrestling shows that happened. One happened on TNT. One happened on USA Network. Uh, of course, it's AEW and NXT. We'll jump right into NXT first. Yeah, big news. <laughs> We're going to start with Candice LeRae and Casey Cannizzaro. Uh, sorry if I got that uh, last name wrong. But uh, Candice has new music. She is uh, something like the... the I forgot the, the Pixie, or like the evil stepsister of the Pixie. I know that the evil stepsister is like a mm-hmm. new... Uh, finishing move, but uh, I thought it was kind of cool that Johnny did the ring entrance for her. She's got a new look. Uh, I know that everybody's kind of said on like Twitter and stuff of like, the Casey Small. I think that's kind of obvious. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, but Candice, uh, uh, decisive win. Uh, she, instead of going for the Gargano escape, she's got that new curb stomp. Uh, which looked yeah, pretty brutal, uh, and I think that this was a pretty good way for her to set for her new heel character, uh, or yeah. as she says, is like the new era in NXT. Even though we've heard that like eighteen thousand times uh, by <laughs> various people, but uh, good on Candice. Um, I, I believe uh, the finisher is a it's a wicked steps sister, and I believe uh, it's a. Uh, Paying homage to Super Dragon uh, from uh, PWG, uh, so I, I think that's pretty. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I, I may be wrong, but uh, if so, I think that's really cool. Yeah, and going into that, we had another uh, women's match. We had Charlotte versus Mia Yim, which I thought it was pretty good. Uh, they built on that backstory that they had the initial match about five years ago. Mia stood toe-to-toe with Charlotte. Charlotte uh, was... I mean, like she was... The thing that I was happy that... Of her going to win at the NXT Championship and then kind of her going to NXT is basically her having these type of matches with new people, not seeing her fight mm-hmm. Becky about 18, 15, you know, 18 times. Mm-hmm. Um it's a good matchup. She won, obviously. I don't think Mia was going to win, but I think it did good with Mia uh, in yeah. defeat. And, of course, next week uh, you're going to have the match with Io, which I think is going to be a five-star match. It should be. It's going to be a lot of moonsaults. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mia Yim, she, she finally, uh, you know, she got a, a good champion match under her belt you know uh i think everybody can get the uh the shana match out of their uh taste out of their mouth you know uh 
I thought this match was really great. Some people said that like Charlotte like no sold her finisher, and it was just like Charlotte clearly reacted. Like, yeah, she probably didn't fall over, but like it's whatever. It's uh, Charlotte. There's like uh, there's levels to this shit, man. Uh, but it, it was a good match overall. I really liked it. Uh, uh, that made me slowly turn around on Mia. Yim. I think Mia. Well, I think Mia has been good since uh, that uh, championship match with Shayna Baszler, where a lot of people were questioning her because it wasn't her best effort. But mm-hmm. I think since that ladder match that happened where, like, I, uh, she got cut open in that ladder match, I think that she's really, oh, yeah, that she's really picked it up. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where she yeah. goes. Like, maybe, like, she still kind of, like, pals um, around in NXT for a little bit. But, um, you know, maybe she I mean, moved to a Raw. Uh, maybe she grew through a SmackDown. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, anything's possible in this era. <laughs> We've seen like seventeen soft call-ups uh, so far. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, since kinda... everybody is in Florida, uh, the roster situation is kind of fluid. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, you can appear on Raw, you can appear on SmackDown. Everybody's recorded in the same place. So you never know. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, you had two. I thought they were fine cruiserweight championship tournament matches. Uh, first one, Sewer Scott and Del, El Hijo Del Fantasma. Uh, good opener. Uh, I, I, yeah. I'm really liking El Hijo's uh, work the past couple weeks. I think it's a good introduction to him. And especially per- pairing him with Swerve. I think the right guy won. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, now we're, we're, we're getting a little more... Uh... Of the uh, of the mass guys, you know, now now they're not in the parking lot. They're finally inside the building, and I think that's very interesting. Um, so we'll see uh, where that goes. Most likely, I think it's gonna like basically. I think it might have its climax, uh, you know, once this whole, like whole tournament is over. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, obviously, uh, security is a little bit not terrible not existing yeah people are getting picked up in the parking lot people are now getting picked up in the arena uh that wwe might want to work on that so the best (laughs) i guess the best super cruisers of block b uh swerve and el hijo are tied at one and one and then you got akira tozawa's on at the top one no and then jack gallagher is oh and one second match is uh, of course drake maverick and tony nice uh, I it was it was a solid match. I mean, it, it yeah. was building Drake as kind of like the small kind of babyface guy. Of course, he got the win, and they're continuing the story on how you know he's fighting for his, fighting job for his life and, and fighting for <laughs> his life. Which I mean, I think we already went there th- last week. They're kind of already they're playing off that. Sp- situation i mean some people may not like it but uh some people may question that like if the whole story of him like with the layoffs and him doing that video if it's a little insensitive i thought it was genuine uh i thought that he was genuinely uh laid off and maybe this will lead to him kind of being reemployed which is always a good thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, you know, if about four other, 40 other people lost their jobs, but hey, if one person gets there. Honestly, if he does, if he doesn't get, uh, you know, if he doesn't get his job back after this, then I think, uh, you know, you, you kind of like wasted the story here. Like, 
sure, surely, you know, once uh, the situation gets better, hopefully, you know, a lot of, you know, him and 39 other people definitely get their jobs back. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I'm enjoying this st- stuff a lot. And it, it is pre-taped, so I think it's very interesting. Uh, you know, they got the current banter going on. So in that block, so in that- uh, Jake Atlas is 1-0. Kushida's 1-0. Drake Maverick's 1-1. Tony Nese is now 0-2. Uh, not good for Tony <laughs> He's basically time. out of it. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, if he basically doesn't rattle off uh, winning the entire block now, and then get people getting some losses. He's basically he's basically out of the running. Uh, Drake Maverick's yeah. still alive. Uh, yeah, of course you got Kushida and Atlas. Uh, the newly bro show. I thought I, I like that there was some character stuff here. Timothy Thatcher yeah. is a real good guy. Uh, doing the straight man to Matt Riddle. Uh, Byron Saxon, of course, is nerdy. He's funny doing that too. Uh, they had some like little stuff. <laughs> I really, there, like, I really uh, after it was kind of like yeah. you know the the whole like quizzing thing. It was pretty cool. It I, was pretty funny. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Riddle's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, I I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought that like I thought the segment was like incredibly goofy, and then you know once it uh well once it came on, you know the immediate reaction was just uh you know kind of like sort of negative like people were just like oh why are you doing like a comedy thing without the uh you know why are you doing comedy without uh you know the audience and it's just like have you never like laughed at anything that didn't have like a studio audience like uh just enjoy the jokes for what they are come on you you watch t- uh, all sorts of tv all the time um but no this is really great uh I think uh, T- Timothy Thatcher is doing great, uh, picking up where like kind of like Pete Dunne where uh, left off, and then uh, Imperium came, and you know, for for the people that hated it, they were just like, "Thank God for Imperium." So I, I guess it worked. And uh, some people got what they wanted. Everybody got what they wanted. Yeah, in some way, shape, or fashion, everybody got what they wanted. Uh, Barthol and Eichner is going to be. Looks like they're going to be the other, the two that are going to challenge. Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle down the line for those tag belts uh, should be a good mm-hmm. match up there. I'm not sure when they're going to do that. There, there's a lot of uh, kind of muck that we have to get through uh, for NXT, especially next week. Uh, just to allude to next week, you got Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. That's definitely going to yeah, be a uh, interesting <laughs> uh, match. Big old, there big old yikes on that. If they want to do that. Uh, Charlotte is going against Io Shirai. You got Carry On Cross, Finn Balor. He's going to address that attack on him, and then Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic. Action-packed week. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure. I mean, I haven't looked at the the schedule. Maybe it's taped. Maybe it's live because I know that uh, AEW is starting to do live stuff next week. But uh, it's got a takeover fill next week. Should be good. Let's get back into the real show. Uh, Dexter Loomis versus Shane Thorne. Uh, Shane Thorne uh, has blonde hair now. Uh, it's a little weird. It was. Oh no! Off. Yeah, he he had blonde hair for a while now. Oh, okay. it's just we 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 don't see him often, so we yeah. kind of uh, we kind of forget. A little weird with but, that uh, vest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dexter Loomis p- rolls on, picks another win here. Mm-hmm. Surprise! Surprise! Kind of kind of nothing. Uh, it was okay. It was a squash match. It was a squash match. Yeah. 
uh, I liked how uh, Beth Phoenix kind of sold Dexter Loomis kind of his glasses stare and everything like that. Well, one thing I will say yeah. is that uh, Morrow and Beth were a little bit, I, I felt that they were a little bit better this episode uh, kind of doing commentary a little bit. Cause usually like Morrow oh. kind of like talks over Beth, but, um, Oh, she, de- he, he definitely still was. Cause there was points where it kind of like took me off guard. Uh, but no, uh, I, I think I, I think Beth Phoenix is uh, getting uh, a lot better on commentary. I'll say that. Yeah, um, I think it's a little bit better. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, like you said, like there, there's still some points because Morrow is going to be Morrow. But yeah, I, I think that they're starting to work it out a little bit. Uh, hopefully. Um, uh-huh. So Keith Lee and Damian Priest, uh, we we talked about this last week. It was going to be two athletic big men going. Going for that NXT uh, on North American title, uh, Keith Lee's a freak. He just is. Uh, Damian Priest for him being so tall, uh, really athletic. Uh, I, I thought that it was. Um, I mean, some people, you know, said that that it lacked the drama, but like I just thought that it was. I mean, yeah. was Keith Lee showing it, it, off it, the power. It just- yeah, it felt like a good. Uh, it felt like a good back and forth match. I would say, yeah, the drama isn't there, but I I, I think uh, just like the broken uh, or like the bruise, uh, bruise lyrics, or uh, you know, just the throat injury was like, you know, kind of enough because you could you can like really hear like Keith Lee like struggling to breathe. So, uh, hey man, uh, I don't I don't know what more uh, people want, but uh, it it was a really good match. Yeah. Thought it was, it, I mean, like I said, like it's two two guys and and Keith, I mean, other than like Roddy Strong, or somebody like that, like he's really just fought Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Damian Priest, like he's fought guys like that, like yeah. kind of who try to because there's very few people in NXT that kind of can match up Keith he's size wise and like to have that mix of power. his power and how know agile he is but damian priest was a good dance partner here Uh, of course keith lee won you know like i don't think that he's going to lose that championship anytime soon i think with adam cole kind of you know them building the dream he's been kind of like the de facto you know nxt stalwart champion there Uh, i'm not really sure where he goes with this uh so so now, now that he has defeated Damian Priest and kind of like he kind of got all the hosses in the uh, in the North American division, kind of like out of here, and uh, I'm kind of over the hoss battle thing. I'm ready to see Keith Lee fight a smaller opponent, somebody that's uh, you know somebody that's faster than him, you know, uh, due to size and stature. Because uh, a lot of people have tried to outpower Keith Lee. But I would see somebody try to like get the upper hand by being much faster than him. Uh, if Leo Rush was still around, uh, unfortunately he got released, uh, you know, uh, with the big uh, set of releases. But I would love to see uh, Keith Lee versus uh, Leo Rush. But we'll we'll see what happens. I think Leo Rush would have got killed. I think Leo Rush would have. <laughs> it it, it would have been nice to see him do his little thing where he, uh, you know, Sonic Speed bounce off the ropes and stuff, and Keith Lee like struggling to keep up. That reminds me of shades of Kevin Nash versus Rey Mysterio Jr. in like WCW. Yeah, he would get some offense in, but uh, but Nash power bomb, boom, 
let's let's go home. Basically, I think that like uh, that's I all I need to see, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you want to squash Leo Rush? <laughs> like, oh shit! He was already on his way out. Apparently, down. <laughs> let's go. Let's go over to AEW Dynamite. Uh, you had two uh, championship tournament matches. Uh, they started with Cody and Darby Allen. Again, this is a 20-minute match. I, I mean, these guys work well together, obviously. Like, we set this at nauseum. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby Allen kind of fighting more methodical, going after Cody's leg. Cody being more power-structured here. Uh, I think that Darby, in his latest matches, he's showing that he's basically growing as a wrestler. It's not usually yeah. like the... Same pomp and circumstance that he usually does. He's going more technical, which I like. Uh, that finish was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, kind of definitely took uh, definitely took the wind out the sails. Like as uh, soon as Brandy comes out again, you know, holding her stomach, I was just like, oh, th- this is uh, this is getting weird. <laughs> oh, I was talking about the roll up pin. I was talking about like basically no, like I- both guys. Uh, the Shoulders match goes downhill from that point. <laughs> so, like, I understand that they want to, you know, protect Darby and everything like that. But, like, you set up a whole thing in storyline. Like, Darby could come out and say, like, you you never won. Like, you never pinned me. Uh, I think <clears throat> since you have some time a few weeks before uh, Double or Nothing 2, I think that that's what they're setting it up for. Because other than having a four-week build... Or three, yeah, three-week build to that. Uh, I, I don't think that you're just going to have Lance Archer and Cody kind of roaming around uh, and, like, basically trying to, like, fight each other for three weeks. I, I think yeah. there's going to be some controversy there. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, Darby definitely has a case. If you want to do the whole 90s WWF uh, let's go to the footage thing, like they do with they did with like Royal Rumbles and stuff like that, where like um, yeah. both guys both guys' feet touched and something like they they could do that. Yeah, uh, it 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 was a weird finish, but yeah, it, it is definitely something they can build uh build up towards. Um, this whole tournament, uh, Cody has been getting like kind of weird wins with uh you know starting out the tournament by like pinning Sean Spears with a figure four. And I think, uh, you know, getting people talking about that, they, uh, they did the Darby Allen finish. Like it, it gets people talking. So I think that's really great. Um, Darby Allen is, is great, but it, it sucks that, uh, you know, Cody, Cody had, uh, had to be the winner, uh, this time around. Well, I think it was pretty much televised that that was going to happen. <clears throat> like Cody oh, and yeah, Brody, definitely. Cody and, uh, excuse me, Lance Archer was going to be the final. Like that, that's, yeah. you know, they were setting that up for weeks. It was cool to see that Cody did the coffin drop, uh, that they kind of oh, switched yeah. roles here <laughs> where like Darby's kind of like the more technical guy and then Cody's doing stuff like, you know, the coffin drop and it, things like, like that. That yeah. was a cool role reversal a little bit. Uh, I don't know how many times you can kind of go to the well with this match. We've seen it three times and then Darby's kind of getting, uh, Different. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting different. different. Uh, maybe the story that they're trying to tell is that as Darby's growing as a wrestler, uh, when he reaches his full apex, then he's going to be able to beat Cody. 
if Cody happens to win the uh, TNT championship, you can kind of do that story there where like Darby beats him for the champion down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. You could do that. Nah, yeah. I mean, there's there's ways that they could go. Uh, kind of what we talked about with this show last week. We did have an abundance of squash matches. Uh, Wardlow being Musa. <laughs> uh, Wardlow driving a straight knee into Musa's face. Uh, hopefully he's all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that really went because it was like kind of like this inverted go to sleep. That I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know if they talked about it beforehand, but I'm pretty sure like Musa, if he's not concussed, he definitely uh, dodged that bullet. Uh, <laughs> Sean Spears, Baron Black, Sean Spears is doing the sharpshooter now. Uh, apparently, he got the uh, blessing of Bret Hart to do it. Cool. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that match, but you know, Sean Spears picks you up need, the win. Oh, I don't need no, I don't need goddamn Bret Hart permission to do nothing. Man. What? <laughs> well, I mean, like it's a commonplace wrestling tradition, I guess, to see, uh, you know, if it's a storied finishing maneuver, like to ask the you know the wrestler for permission. I don't know. All right, Brody Lee and Marco Stunt. We knew what was going to happen there. I mean that that's <laughs> like Marco Stone yeah. is not going to uh, beat up Brody Lee. He wasn't going to do any crazy stuff on him. It's Brody Lee in another squash match. Uh, hopefully you know, when they hopefully when they start doing this live stuff, uh, we can kind of get back to regular matches and like getting Brody Lee <laughs> some competition because it's just been yeah. all squash matches with him. You know, what I, you know, Marco Stunt has, was literally squashed by Lance Archer just like a couple weeks ago. So like the effect isn't still there. I definitely think Brody Lee definitely should, uh, I think he just squashed somebody more beloved. You know, I, I know there's like no crowd here and, you know, you kind of don't want to waste it, but like, I think he probably should squash Orange Cassidy at some point. People love Orange Cassidy. I think if he beat his ass, that'd probably get, uh, you know. That that probably gets some booze or some shit, you know. Um, I'm just ready for him Marco to have a, like I'm honestly just ready for oh, him yeah. to have a regular match at this point. <laughs> like how many oh, times? True shit. Yeah, like one Marco stunt is not with the rest of Jurassic Express. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm sure they're all <laughs> quarantined. I'm not sure what they're gonna do with the live show, but hopefully he yeah. gets them back because right now he's just getting his ass kicked every week. Then Brody Lee, you know, like. He's built as like kind of like the leader as the, uh, you know, the Dark Order. But like, let's get him some competition. Let's actually get him a feud because I don't think that that yeah. actually happened yet. Like that, you know what I mean? Like, and I know everything got thrown in flux because of coronavirus and stuff like that. But this week, since they are starting to go live again, and I'm assuming they're flying more wrestlers out. Hopefully, um. Let's start a feud. Let's build up to Double or Nothing 2. Let's get Brody Lee and the Dark Order some heat. Because I think since he's gotten to the Dark Order, uh, the angle's not as uh, good or as hot as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, they stopped they stop doing the vignettes. Uh, 
we we really haven't we we just been seeing squash matches so far and like uh everybody that's in the dark order that isn't Brody Lee they sort of just lose so it, it, it's weird uh, uh how they do that but yeah hopefully uh stuff stuff happens once they start going live again or you know uh they start doing some more pre-tape stuff I hope I I think that the show definitely needs it because of like a lot of these shows you have like two main you have like a main storyline or two main storylines and then everything is just kind of formatic like squash match squash match 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 tag team yeah. match uh and then like two singles matches like I know like I said you know a minute ago roster constraints you know what I mean so these shows were taped uh you that happened, you know, with coronavirus, everybody's feeling it. Like, with yeah. Raw, I think if you watch Raw, like, it's only certain amount of people. <laughs> because, like, everybody can't get there for whatever reason. SmackDown, Roman Reigns have been missing because, obviously, you know, in these times, he has cancer. You can't put his health at risk. Understandable. Uh, I would just like to see, like, AEW to kind of change it up this week, change up the format. Uh, let's get Nyla Rose back on. Maybe her do some promos FaceTime. <laughs> kind of like what Britt Baker did. Yeah. Britt Baker, like, I'm loving this character. I think that her turn mm-hmm. heel was the best thing for her because uh, obviously, like, she was waiting in the weeds a little bit. And if you listen to, like, her pro- her uh, interview that she had recently, uh, I guess it was Kenny Omega's idea to kind of turn her heel. And she's kind of taken it and run run with it. Uh Mm-hmm. Often, often at Tony um, Schiavone's expense. <laughs> but, I'm sure. Uh, hey man, <laughs> you're you're a commentator. Like uh, the, the wrestler has to go over. You know, uh, if I'm if I'm prioritizing anybody, I'm prioritizing the damn wrestler. <laughs> so uh, Tony Schiavone is a good sport, uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, we 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 need some new stuff. Uh, Flatten that curve, man, and then, you know, we can get our uh, quality wrestling back. <laughs> well, even with flattening the curve, like, that's still, like, you, you still got to take super precautions. Like, I think that, like, a lot of people thinking, like, you know, like, once summer hits or, like, but, like, everything is going to be fine. Like, we'll go back to normal, and I think that it's going to be at least until 2021 uh, <laughs> springtime until we start seeing large crowds at wrestling venues again. Like, I, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. I think that people have to really parse them, you know, temperament themselves to see that these shows get back to normal. I think that these empty arena shows are here to stay for a while. Like, uh, <clears throat> uh, Double or Nothing 2 is supposed to be in Vegas. Obviously, they have to do something because Vegas shut down right now. Uh, things like uh, SummerSlam coming up and Money in the Bank. WWE has to get creative. Like, obviously, there's, you know, uh, videotaping on top of headquarters. And, like, SummerSlam is probably going to be at the PC. Like, this is the things that we have to really prepare for. Uh, I mean, it's I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to kind of like the empty <laughs> arena thing. Yeah. Like I've gotten used to the echoes. I've gotten used to uh, things of that nature where like, obviously when the crowd comes back, it's going to be welcomed because I do kind of miss the whole reaction thing. Uh, hopefully uh, 
with the crowns and you know they kind of do get a little smarky i guess a little bit uh mm-hmm. they, they've kind of like taken a little break and then like it comes back and everybody just kind of enjoys the show like <laughs> yeah uh they don't know what they're uh they don't know they didn't know how good they got it until it was gone so hopefully you know uh full sale could be a little a little less smart when they come back and you know AEW can finally uh get the pulse into the heart uh like they used to like i i don't think they fully they they haven't fully embraced the uh the empty arena thing i think they only did for uh john moxley and uh John Moxley and um, hey, uh, the Hager match, but because um, you know they're still having people, you know, jobbers or whatever, whoever they are, maintenance people at ringside. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I, did we did we cover? Uh, we we didn't cover Lance Archer and uh, Dustin Rose. No, yet, we're right? gonna we're gonna do okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're gonna do that right now uh, because I got some questions about what happened in that match. So, Same. Dustin Rhodes uh, goes for a low blow. In front of the referee, and nobody gets the cue here. I and this has happened. <laughs> this happened throughout Dynamite. Uh, I there was like things that happened, and they just kind of go New Japan on us, where they kind of just let things go. Like people are on on the outside for at least twenty seconds. I mean, it's a little nitpick. It mm-hmm. doesn't really take a, a lot for me, but it's just little things that I notice. It. Um, what, what, what really bothers me is that, uh, like AEW, like they, they always run to the throw in the towel thing whenever a wrestler is getting like beat up really bad. And it's just like, do we, do we need the, uh, you know, the, uh, the white towel to be like seen on screen to let me know that Dustin is being like beaten up very badly, you know, uh, we, I, I feel like we see this type of thing a little too much, uh, just let, just let, just, just let Dustin get beat up, bro, it's a, it's a scripted match, man, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, fair criticism. I'm not buying, I think it's a fair criticism, I, I, but, I'm, you know, I went into it thinking that Lance Archer was going to beat the hell out of Dustin Rhodes, um, mm-hmm. it's also a Cody angle, so they're gonna book it like an '80s style angle where like there are theatrics involved. Okay, but like I think being at ringside, seeing your brother getting beaten up bloody, you know, I think that's enough. I don't think he really needed to be, you know, there with a white towel in hand and be like, "Do you do you want me to throw it in? Do you want me to throw it in?" Like, no, like it. it I think the message is clear that Dustin is like getting beaten up very bad, and you know, uh, he he, you know, Lance Archer is on the verge of breaking him. Uh, but like, you know, we, we didn't need to see the towel. I feel like you could you could convey the message just by the physicality. Uh, you, you didn't really need like the symbol to really be there. You know, it, you don't have to be so literal with it. Basically, oh, I'm not like I'm not disagreeing with you uh, i'm i'm kind of no, i'm with you say. it's just that i with certain wrestlers on aw dynamite or even on nxt i knew what i'm I'm gonna get like with johnny mm-hmm. gargano i knew i'm gonna get a certain type of promo and i was right that's exactly <laughs> what we got on nxt uh 
with any Cody angle, it's gonna get booked like it's Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, maybe like old WCW where there <laughs> is just like this like extra kind of theatrics on top of it. That's like how he likes to tell the stories. Uh, the towel thing, I was like, all right, cool. Like it was very Rocky Fourish. Where like yeah, was, like, right? uh, yeah, like I, I immediately thought, you know, uh, Rocky's at ringside, and Lance Archer is Ivan Drago, and, and Dustin Rhodes is Apollo Creed, and basically Lance is beating the hell out of him. He's like, oh, throwing a towel, and of course he, you know, uh, Dustin grabs the towel and he goes out, you know, no, fighting. don't do it. So, oh whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh... I don't know. It it ain't for me. Surely it works for somebody, but that's the one ain't me. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we're, we're going to get Lance Archer and uh, Cody. I think uh, that match should be uh, bloody, <laughs> to say the least. It should be. I mean, I don't want that match to kind of be a regular match. Like, if they're built and, like, they really hate each other. And Lance Archer came to AEW basically as Jake the snake Robert's hand, there should be some brutality involved. Like there should be some, uh, AW gives color well, all the time. So there should be some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, th- I definitely think they should have saved that, but you know, they, they gave it to uh, Dustin, but he has to bleed for every match. Um, I, I, I think uh, Lance Archer definitely just has like that sort of brutality, you know, and, you know, on his own, like, uh, Every match, he's very brutal. Uh, brutal with everybody he dies. His offense is very, uh, you know, he, he has a, the powerhouse offense. So I think even in a regular match, I think you will get your uh, a lot of the brutality that you asked for. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be uh, some cool stuff. So next week, MJF returns. Uh, you got uh, Moxley versus Kazarian. And <laughs> the least sex gods. Jesus. Uh, versus... Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega in the street fight. It's Matt Hardy's first match at AEW. Uh, I think that being in a street fight uh-huh. is a way to protect him. Uh, I yeah. yeah. I can't believe they're called um. the sex gods. But whatever. <laughs> I, um, Man, uh, you remember when uh, Tony Khan said this was going to be the best episode of AEW ever? I mean, we're going to hold him to that. I mean, we're we're going to hold him to that. Yeah. <laughs> We're no, to... that was supposed to be th- wasn't that supposed to be this week, or did he let the tweet off too early? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. Because oh, if he God. was talking about that this week, uh, I- I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Yikes, like, I mean, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I- I'm not. This was not. This was not the best uh, AW Dynamite ever. It was okay. It was good, but like, I felt like you should have said that. I don't know, man. Like, uh, AEW Dynamite doesn't have a women's match. Uh, and NXT had two, you know? Um, yeah. And there was two. There, no, 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 no. <laughs> there were three squash hey, matches man. on it. I don't think that, like, this is, I mean, we said this last week. It felt like very, uh, WWE Livewire-ish. Like, uh. You know, everybody in squash matches, and then you had three actual matches. Or Sunday Night uh, Heat. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> hopefully, uh, he puts us talking about this episode and maybe next week. So hopefully, uh, next week is going to be a very good episode. Um, I, I will say I'm, I'm not particularly looking forward to this three fight. Uh, I'm just looking forward to whatever Sammy Guevara is possibly going to do. Uh, and that's about it. Um, but yeah, the street fight is definitely to protect him in uh in that sort uh, in that sense. Uh and I, I think uh Sammy Guevara and Kenny Omega are definitely gonna like do a lot of carrying there. Yeah. I, I think yeah. so. I and I think that you have Chris Jericho and kinda of, uh, Matt Hardy kinda of brawl. That that that's what they're mm-hmm. gonna do. I, I don't expect them to kinda of do any lucha stuff, but you gotta you gotta think like Dynamite's going against two championship matches. You got carry on cross. You got Finn Balor, and then surely, like, you know, Gargano and Dijakovic, which I think is going to be a fantastic match, what, what they're going to do. So, like, if you're looking at, you know, show to show, and I'll give, you know, I'll give Tony Khan a little pass here, because if he was talking about this show, <laughs> if he's talking about this week being, like, the best Dynamite ever, I understand that, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm going to find the tweet. I'm going to find Well, uh, the opinions are, are the eye of the beholder, but uh, I don't think this was it. I, I don't think this was it. I will give him a pass and say that the first Dynamite back, I'll apply that tweet to this that show and kind of look into <laughs> it. And it will do a little deep dive uh, with that next week. But, um, yeah, I think Tony Khan uh, basically going off of what, you know, was going off with the Jaguars and obviously the draft happened and him – kind of getting back and forth in it with a player on the Jaguars. I think they should a little temperament like the, the promises a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but let's relax a little bit, buddy. Like, it's not bad. Like, both shows, cool. I, I thought that both shows were cool this week. Uh, but mm-hmm. best ones, you know, best ones ever don't wouldn't go that far. I mean, that's just kind of like, doesn't apply. Know, doesn't apply to AEW, and it doesn't apply to NXT either. Uh, I'll say I'll give him that. Although, like, hey, listen, NXT next week might be an all timer uh, for good yeah. and bad uh, because I think that there's a <laughs> uh, underlining match there. Uh, if you want to talk before we yeah. get out of here, uh, yeah, Adam uh, Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, I, you know, yikes! I don't. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think I think this is going to be the first match that we get. And they play the, you know, the infamous second finish <laughs> uh, that we've been uh, hearing so much about. They, uh, so, um, yeah, dream, dream over. You know? Listen, the um, al- listen. Uh, they said they're doing an investigation on it. I want to kind of temperament to say, like, you know, innocence will prove guilty, but the evidence is out there. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming amount of evidence. Well, I don't want to like, like I said, uh, I want the WWE to complete that investigation to see what happens. But uh, if Velveteen Dream loses here, uh, you could pretty much <laughs> find out what, what, what's going on with that. Uh, I'm, a- I'm expecting, I'm expecting the loss on on Wednesday, and then the release on Thursday. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, that's uh that's what I'm expecting. So um you know if, if he's uh if he's guilty uh I I honestly didn't yeah. think that the match was going to happen. 
I thought that that was, I thought that, you know, there was going to be some injury angle or like some Simpsons poochie thing where like I have to go now, my Panda Planet needs me thing. That's, that's the second finish. The second finish is the poochie, uh, (laughs) I need, I must return to my planet now. Um, I, I feel like the match might like end in like a DQ or something like, you know, uh, Adam Cole doesn't even get like a definitive win here or some shit like that, like. Or like maybe, uh, or maybe Dream gets himself disqualified or some shit. You know, just something, just something weird is gonna happen because I don't see, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. With the current circumstances, I don't see him taking it. Um, and plus, he said like there was an investigation uh, that was about a week ago now. Yeah, um, apparently it's still, it's still going on. <laughs> um, I know, uh, that, you, but with that, I, I know they have to be thorough. But like, yeah. like I said, like kind of like the evidence is out there. I'll wait until like WWE kind of completes it before I draw intended conclusions. But I will say that it is not looking good. It yeah, is- it's not looking good. And uh, if if you heard the A show this week, of course you did. It's the one of the uh, greatest wrestling podcasts. Um, <laughs> J five basically J five basically, uh, basically says like you know WWE sort of has like a direct line to Instagram, and then you can see his login records. You know, and I, you know, uh, if it's if the login all says, you know, Orlando, Florida, uh, I think he's in trouble. And uh, I I think the fact that they didn't really come to a conclusion yet, maybe it could have been like some uh, hackery. But I don't know. uh, I I don't want to. I don't want to take anything like with underage things and like sexual assault and things like that lightly at all. Like, yeah, like. Believe victims. I'm uh, I'm I'm sick right now. Velveteen Dream. I'm sick, but uh, I'm highly like even with okay, <laughs> say like no like I'm still highly disappointed in him. Like you know what I mean like oh yeah, and y- even getting yourself into this sort of situation like you blew the bag. You're like what is he like twenty three, twenty four? Like you're a young guy. You're they're about to strap the rocket to you, uh, putting the title on you. <laughs> And you're in this, and then, like, you get oh, involved and in, well, a potentially or allegedly get involved in something like this. Like, it's, it's like, like the, uh, like the stop, stop the horny account says all your mistakes are because you're a horny. Uh, just stop. Just, just like, just put the phone down. <laughs> send, send your little weird tweets and then end it there. Now you know you have all this controversy, uh, controversy and heat behind you. You know you're finally gonna get like a big baby face win, and nobody's gonna treat you like a, uh, you know, a baby face. Everybody uh, is basically sticking with you. You know, beyond belief. Uh, so I'm gonna, uh, you know, if he's innocent, hopefully, uh, if he isn't. You know, get him out of here immediately. Absolutely. No, please. absolutely. Like, I don't think that should be tolerated. Not only yeah. with like the wrestlers, but kind of the wrestling uh, ilk fans, or basically with performers yeah. or anything in general. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I take things like that very seriously. Like, those are, and to the victims and everything. I, it's it. And you know, it's that voice note. If that wasn't the final nail in the coffin for the whole thing, I don't know what the hell is it, uh, what the hell is going to happen here, because you know we we've seen stuff like this before, and you know whatever the outcome, but you know 
once that video came out with his voice, everybody was just like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, you, you're fucked. You well, I, 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 um, wanna, I just want to preface that and saying, like, I do want the kind of like the investigation if it occurring with WWE before I jump, you know, to like a concrete conclusion. I want that yeah. to occur and then to d- determine that. But like, that doesn't look good at all. Like, especially like, yeah, it's looking bad. Well, if, well, I'm just saying, like, if if those demons did happen and like with those conversations and everything like that, but that that's terrible. You know what I mean? Like that, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be in a position of power where you are, where fans look up to you and take advantage of them like that. Like I'm a music journalist. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this happen with bands and stuff like that before. Like, and you know, the victim, victims come out with their stories. It's heartbreaking. It's disgusting. I condemn all of that. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, this was. <laughs> listen, like I said, like if he loses, you pretty much can see where this is going to go. It, this, yeah. Uh, I don't. I didn't. Uh, when that happened and stuff, like, uh, I don't want to kind of, like, circle around, like, what I've already said. But, like, when that happened and all that stuff came out, I was expecting a release. Uh, I was expecting uh, mm-hmm. the match to not occur. And it may not. It may not happen. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I'm going to let them complete the investigation and just kind of see, like, you know... Uh, Thursday morning, you might be seeing like somebody get <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know. Well, usually on reports like that, they don't even get the uh, you know wish you the best on the future endeavors. Like uh, I think if you read uh, Enzo Amore's release, it doesn't say uh, what's the best of luck in future endeavors, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. But um, well, I mean, he was yeah, kind man. of accused uh, of the same thing. You know, like I don't yeah, think he, he was wish anybody yeah, the best so, on that. Yeah, so Dream's uh, statement might not even have that. You know, it might just say WWE has came to terms with his release, and that that might be it. But um, yeah, man, we, we'll just have to see what happens next week. I mean, we'll see. Like, we'll see if he's telling the truth. If he's not the truth, then uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it will be see you. You know, like, and rightfully mm-hmm. so if it if it's true. Like, if somebody who uh, does that. And engages with, you know, any anybody underage like that, like doesn't deserve the platform or to be in that position anymore. So, like, I, I yeah, it's true. I am a hundred percent down with like a firing or stuff like that. And if it's not true, then you gotta, you know, go from there. It's just, <laughs> I just keep like, just like said, let that. Well, I mean, like, just to set, like said on an A show, and I'm sure, like, talked in circles like that, it caught everybody completely off guard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't think that, like, you know... every Everybody's disappointed. Yeah, like, everybody's <laughs> disappointed because Dream has a huge fan base. Like, we did, you know, like him, like, uh, he... You know, like said, like he's about to. You can't have the face of NXT engage in anything like that. <laughs> like it's just like, well, you oh shit, you can't have anybody, you know, getting a push, and then you know this thing sort of like this sort of thing comes out. You know, um, yeah, man, it's all bad, man. 
that's all bad. I'm not going to speak on it anymore, but it, yeah. it's very bad. I think that yeah. we've said pretty much what we felt on that situation. Uh, like I said, NXT will be must-watch on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the worst way. And, yeah. And, oh, well, uh, it, 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 no... Because I, I, I am excited for uh, Charlotte EO. Yeah, I don't want to take that away from yeah, all, all the other great yeah. things that are going to happen on there. Like, but, aside but from... definitely, yeah, but it, it definitely did take away a lot because a lot of eyes are going to be on this uh, this Dream and uh, Cole match to see, you know, what's going to happen. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, like, jeez. I, I don't even... <laughs> Like, what do you say? What do you it say sucks. to that? Like, it sucks. <laughs> but, like, believe victims, like, elevate victims, uh, especially, like, when you're talking on Twitter and stuff like that. Be conscious of what you say because, uh, yeah. like I've said, like, anything sexual assault related or anything in that nature, your language could be triggering to somebody who has undergone that. Like, chances are you know a few women or people in general who have undergone like uh, harassment or sexual assault of some of some form so like be like uplift them believe them kind of and uh like just be wary of what you say you know that's what i'm saying like you know just it's what a situation man uh that is our show for this week unless you have you know any final things to say um, I love, uh, I love Gargano supporting his queen, you know, being out there is going to get obnoxious real fast. And I, uh, and you know, if that's what they were hoping for, uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a fun time on Twitter, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, NXT, NXT was, uh, really great this week. Uh, AEW, uh, uh I'm going to, I'm going uh, to give him pass. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give, I'm going to. Give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, and I'm going to see what the live yeah, show uh, happens. Some people are returning. Maybe they will get, you know, bring <laughs> back some women's wrestlers, hopefully, so we have, like, uh, you know. Hey, no, not, not some, not, wait, no, not some women's wrestlers. They need Nyla Rose there. Yeah. If there's no Nyla Rose, I have a, I'm, I'm having a, um, I'm having a huge issue here. But, uh, that, that's, that's all I got to say about Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, they got to build up Nyla and Hikaru. They, they got to do something there, like have Nyla. There was too much time promo, too much downtime uh, in between. It, it's almost like with these shows, like the women are kind of a forgotten element, other than like the Brit thing. And I, although I love the Brit thing, uh, come on, like show show off your women's wrestlers, and also Penelope too, because Penelope's been there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's time to bring your actual women's championship back. Uh, it would be nice to see that damn belt. Uh, yeah. As always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow us on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast at. Uh, we have a new episode of RSPN Uncensored. Of course, they're talking about parts two and three of The Last Dance. Uh, the good episode with Dennis Rod. They highlight Dennis Rodman there. Uh, chatting with Nelson is back. Uh Hold on, he's talking to Shoney Patrol and Dottie Lee Abstract. Mm-hmm. Uh, good episode where they're talking about the, the New York City shutdown. Uh, it's, you know, the pandemic is 
hit New New York City really, really hard. My prayers and thoughts go out to everybody in New York City, even though I'm like right outside New Jersey. Um, we have a new yeah. new episode, obviously of the A Show. They talk. They also talk about Velveteen Dream, Kane Velasquez getting released, uh, Drew McIntyre, Nyla, ja- Nyla, Nia Jax. Oh boy. Um, yeah, yeah. Oof. Uh, nine, nine. <laughs> hey man, I I I I watch Raw this week for the first time in a long time, and I don't think I'm going to be watching Raw again for a long time. <laughs> oh man, the pitchforks are out for Nia, man. Whew. Um. Oh shit, I forgot what, what did she do. Uh, I mean, what? Whatever. <laughs> what did she? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't remember. Uh, we. <laughs> We have a, a new episode of Mount Silver where the boys talk about Ash and L- <laughs> Lieutenant Surge. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Ash the being whole... the worst trainer. Uh, Ash being the worst trainer ever. <laughs> Man, I mean, he did win a he did win like a tournament, right? Like he finally won one. Yeah, he yeah he he finally won it like many years later. But like t- uh, he's still ten, so like d- did it really occur many years later? Um, but yeah, he, he finally won. Oh, so he's got that Simpsons <laughs> thing going where nobody ages. Okay. Yeah, nobody ages. So like he lost, he lost at ten. Participated in like ten tournaments. Still ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so it, it's a little weird, but yeah, ass is some trash. <laughs> Jamal is back with a, a new episode of the Big Eyes podcast. Talk about Demon Slayer and the Promised Neverland. And of course, the first responders are back. They talk about Kate Camp's new uh, project, Kiss Five. There, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure next week they're also going to be talking about Drake's new project. Nope, um, that is hap- that is happening today. Oh, okay. <laughs> when, when this episode comes out, uh, the first responders will be out. <laughs> well, they, they were they worked fast for that. Well, they're definitely living up to the name. Uh, I don't think that a lot of people got a lot of sleep. So, like. Uh, <laughs> When you listen to this episode, listen to the first responders and basically their their takes on the new Drake mm-hmm. uh, project. It's a mixed take. It's a, it's a classic. Wow, we're giving it the classic denomination. Uh, not even twelve hours. <laughs> that, in. that is that is the that is the first responders way. But uh, it's it's a really good take. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'll no, I, th- it I think it's a good take. Uh, mm-hmm. Of Drake is going to have an album come out this summer. Uh, which is sad because it doesn't look like we're going to have much of a summer anyway. But uh, <laughs> you'll be listening to it on your patio with, you know, nice patio furniture, like listening out, taking the heat in, sadly enough. But, I'm uh, in the AMG. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, shit. Hey, man, let's wrap this up because I want to listen to it. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. New Drake, baby. We'll